Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Gravity Leadership is a growing network of people who believe the center of the Christian life is the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ, and that learning to take love seriously is vital for how we practice discipleship, mission, and leadership. The Gravity Leadership Podcast explores, in practical ways, how to root our lives and our leadership in this love that holds all of us and everything together. Uh, hey guys, welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Uh, it's good to, uh, I'm glad you pressed play on this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Ben Sternkey. I'm one of the co-founders of Gravity Leadership. Today we've got the three co-founders on, um, so Matt's here. I'm here, this yep. is Matt. And then Ben Hardman's here, all the way from Atlanta. I'm here. Yep. I'm here. Uh, so friends, we are uh, recording this the day uh, after the Super Bowl. Um, do you guys have any uh, reflections do you have any reflections on the Super Bowl? Are you glad the Chiefs won? <laughs> I just thought of like six jokes that I probably shouldn't say. All right. Uh, it was an amazing game. It was a great game. It was a good Super Bowl really game. Really enjoyed it. It was a fun game. It was. I, I have yeah, my best friend is Yeah, my best friend here is a huge Chiefs fan. And oh, so it was fun. really fun to watch him, watch with him because they've been a long-suffering fan base. Right? Oh, man. So I was kind of cheering for them they've you know i'm a Bengals fan so i understand long suffering fan bases got some empathy there yeah Yeah, i i know a lot of people in kansas city who are very uh sort of loud and exuberant chiefs fans so i was kind of happy for them as well i was just thinking we're going to talk about deconstruction today and how how and why we're we're convening these conversations but i was thinking about how the super bowl in itself has Mm. like 10 different topics Mm. that completely divide america oh yeah you know you've got like appropriation of Native American culture versus they have permission to do it from the the Native peoples. You've got the halftime show. What's going on there? Is it women? Is it empowered women or is it sexualization of women? Mm -hmm. You know, and just on down the line. Yeah. Um, There's there's people who boycott the game because of concussions, you know. Right. Did you see the Onion article? Uh, No. NFL announces 
confetti used at celebration made up of concussion oh, studies that have been shredded. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so like there's all the, there's <laughs> It's interesting that the Super Bowl is like the biggest television event in the world. Mm-hmm. And it it is a microcosm of so many things that divide us. Yeah. That's interesting. Our ability to polarize existed everything. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. it's like it's like even concentrated there in yes. many ways. So truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we're continuing our series today, guys, on deconstruction, um, and uh, wanted to get your opinion on J Lo's outfit, Ben. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's deconstruct that. No, um, we wanted to. We wanted to have a. Uh, we've been doing a lot of interviews. Uh, we started, you know, back uh, with Sky Jatani. Right, it was our first interview. Um, yeah. Uh, back in the early part of January, uh, in this whole series, but we wanted to just uh, convene a conversation about what we're trying to do with this series and what we're not trying to do. And because because a lot of the feedback we've gotten from a few episodes has been interesting, in that some people are really, really exuberantly thankful that mm. we're creating space to ask these conversations and to have these, um, to, you know, to have these conversations because they come from a place where because of their experiences, because of the relationships, because of um, new ways of reading scripture and different things like that, they're starting to deconstruct a faith that they inherited. And it's helpful to have these conversations and know that there's a, there's a, there's a place where we can come to explore Mm. questions that we may have so that we don't think that, and we've said this before, I mean, the, the, the whole series is named like how to walk through deconstruction without losing your faith. Um, and so we believe there is a way to do that. And we're trying to convene these conversations for that. Um, and then we've also gotten feedback where people, uh, people reach out to us because they're concerned because of something they've heard that seems to, you know, move in the opposite direction of where they're at. And so, because of that, they kind of reach out and they say, "This this is concerning to me. It seems like you guys are, you know, going somewhere where you know uh, you shouldn't be going, or that kind of thing." So, um, and th- you know, those things happen on the same episode. And so, it's interesting to me and interesting to us to to sort of think about why is it so difficult to have these conversations? You mentioned all the other you know antagonisms that are out there that the Super Bowl sort well, of I can mention represents. more if you yeah, like. Well, do you need more? No, well, I don't know if we need more, but. <laughs> But those are those are also, I think, evidence of the difficulty of having these kinds of conversations, the kinds of conversations that we want to have. So we wanted to have uh, just an episode here where we just talk a little bit about what we're trying to do in this series and in our podcast in general, and what we're not trying to do. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we thought we we thought we'd throw that out there. Good idea, Ben. Yes. So uh, Let's have a conversation about the conversations I, we want to have. Yes, it, this is a super meta podcast yeah. episode. We're having a conversation about conversations, um, and so I, I wanted to. I, I've been thinking about this uh, quite a bit um, over the last week, and um, I remembered a summary of a book that I had. Uh, I, I didn't read the book. I read the summary of the book, mm. but it's a book by a woman named Judith Glazer, and it's called Conversational Intelligence. And I think her way of framing how conversations work is really, really helpful. So I'll try to, like, in brief, I'll try to encapsulate how she talks about um, the different ways that we have conversations. Uh, and I think it has some power to explain to us what's going on um, in w- when we're having difficult conversations, when we're trying to walk through deconstruction. All right? So you ready? You guys ready? I'm ready for okay, Judith. All right, all right. Here's, Let's go. Here's Judith. Judith. So uh, Judith says that um, there are three different kinds of conversations. 
uh, at least, obviously. But um, she, she breaks it down into three different kinds of conversations. And what the problem that most of us run into is that we assume that conversations are sort of self-evident, that what we're doing with each other is talking, sharing, telling people what to do, telling people what's on our mind, mm-hmm. telling people what we want, etc. But she says there's something a lot deeper happening that we have to pay attention to. It's not just asking questions and telling information. Um, it has to, conversations have to do with trust. They have everything to do with trust. And when there's a lack of trust, um, she says it activates neurologically, it activates our amygdala, which a lot of us are familiar with these new studies, right? The fight or flight. Fight area, or flight, right. right. And so when, when, mm-hmm. uh, when we engage something, um, when there's a lack of trust, we tend to retreat into protecting ourselves, protecting our viewpoint, that kind of thing. We go into fight or flight mode because we're afraid. And so we can really only, when we're in that neurological state, it is literally impossible to reach out and connect because there's a lack of trust and you're afraid that, that something bad is going to happen hmm. unless you defend your turf. So she outlines then in this book, the, uh, I think a really helpful framework for thinking about conversations. The three levels of conversations she talks about are number one, transactional. Number two is positional. Number three is transformational. So I'll try to go back. With, Which know. one do we want? Yeah. Well, she says you need all three, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I mean, okay. obviously, transformational. Transformational it is sounds good. good it's right? like the, it sounds like the it's best like the one. older, richer, better looking, older Right. Sister, sounds like the know. better one. But yeah. actually, if you only have transformational conversations, you'll never figure out what you're, where you're going to go for lunch because you can't have an ask-tell conversation. So, so bear with me. Okay. All three are good. We get stuck when we're. I think I've un- had that conversation with my wife. I was just going to say before. this could understand <laughs> around lunch. Uh, ben, yes. Ben, your problem yes. is you're too transformational with Sarah. Yes, you're too. Yeah, why don't you see how that goes if you just tell her that? You know why we can never decide just where to tell go for her lunch? More things. I'm too transformational. This is where we're going, and you're going to like it. <laughs> right. Uh, works for me. No. Um, so we we actually do need all three kinds of conversations. We run into trouble when we are unable to have a transformational conversation where we're unable to open that kind of space for others and enter into that kind of space ourselves. So real briefly, a transactional, this is level one, a transactional conversation, the dynamic is asking and telling. And what we're exchanging is information. And what it does is it tends to close space. So the, the space is created through the question, where are we going to lunch? Yeah. The space gets closed when somebody says, that new pizza joint, right? So that's a, that's a transactional conversation. Mm-hmm. We do this every day, Got right? It. Yep. It's like, what, what time was the podcast recording? Uh, when do I need to be there? You know, that kind of thing. So the, the, the dynamic is asking and telling, which Got is, it. again, fine. The focus of this kind of confirmation, uh, the conversation is to confirm what you know, to give and take information. And it does not require trust. Very low trust can be. All I need to do is trust that you're not going to tell me to go to the wrong restaurant and yeah. then, you know, make fun of me on the internet right. because I went to the wrong restaurant. Right. I would never do that to you. Right. Yeah. So it, you're, you're safe most, here. Yeah. Thank, thank you're you. You're safe. Good. What's Does that make sense? What's the next That's one? The first it level. Does. Yeah, so the, the second level of conversation then is positional. Here, the, the, um, the dynamic is inquire and advocate. And here, what we're exchanging is not information, but power, exchanging power. This doesn't close space, but it limits space, and the focus is defending what you know. And so we tend to explore then, we explore other people's positions seeking a win-win. But we're also trying to influence to say, you know what, I think I'm right on this. 
and I'm going to advocate for the rightness of my position. So we're exchanging power together. That's positional. Transformational is the dynamic is share and discover. Transformational conversations create space. Don't close it, don't limit it, but they create it. And the focus here is exploring what you don't know and to join with others to transform reality. So here we're innovating, here we're creating something together Mm -hmm. um, because, and there's a high level of trust required for this kind of conversation um, so that we can actually create something that none of us knew was possible before we started the conversation. So it isn't like my viewpoint versus your viewpoint, who's right, who has the best argument. That's a positional conversation. It's not a transactional conversation, which is just, you know, where are we going to go for lunch? Mm -hmm. So for example, where are we going to go for lunch is transactional. Uh, If we're going to have a positional conversation, I might say, Matt, we always go to that pizza joint. Let's go to Arby's. Let's go to Arby's instead. Yeah. I heard they have a new sale on the roast beef sandwich. (laughs) See, now we're having... That's positional. Right. That's positional. That makes sense? That's a positional conversation. I advocate for this because of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then one of us will... We're seeking a win-win, you know? So maybe it's like, I want to go to the the Thai place, and you're like, ugh, I can't stand the Thai place. And then we'll we'll go, all right, let's go to Mexican. I have a question. Right. Yeah. Right. Anything but Arby's, guys. Anything Anything but Arby's. Arby's. All right. I'm getting hungry. What's the point of all this, Ben? How does this help us? The point of all this is that um, I think that in some of the feedback we get, I recognize that what we're trying to convene, the place we're trying to convene, by and large, on this podcast is a transformational space. Now, we do have some positional kinds of things. So if, you've, so if you listen to the first 10 episodes of our podcast, and if you, uh, have down, mm-hmm. you can get those if you download our mm-hmm. seven axioms series, the seven paradigm shifts mm-hmm. for seeing like Jesus, those, those are more like, these are our theological grounding points. Yeah. And these are important for us. And um, you know, we're happy to have a conversation about how that all works. Um, but if you can't sign off on these things, you probably have a difficult time receiving from us. Yeah. So that's positional. But I think what we're trying to do, by and large, with our interviews with people, and we tell our interview guests this all the time, we say, hey, we don't want you to just like, like read your book summary, <laughs> right? Because, you know, which just, I don't know. I mean, that boring. might be, <laughs> it feels boring, right? So reading your book summary would be inviting a guest on to say, hey, advocate for your point of view to our listeners. And that's not what I'm we're trying to do. I'm the expert. Right. I'm the expert. I've written a book. I've written a book, so I'm going to advocate for my point of view. Now, that's not, I mean, obviously, they have written a book, and they probably are experts in their, in their field of expertise, and they probably have a point of view, obviously. But the kind of conversation we're trying to cr- create is a transformational conversation about what you know, your, about your experience, about your viewpoint. So the people we have on, we don't, necess- we don't make them sign a theological statement to say, you must sign off on everything that we believe about God well, yeah. to, to have them on the podcast. Um, in, in, and there's a lot of times where people will say things or f- frame things in ways that, you know, I think, eh, I don't quite see it that way. Mm-hmm. But the point of the podcast isn't to advocate for Or we would everything. at the very least articulate it differently, right? Right, yeah. At the very I, I wouldn't frame it that it way. Yeah. I wouldn't talk about yeah. it that way or whatever. Um, but the point yeah. of the... We don't jump in and start arguing at that point <laughs> because the point of the podcast isn't to advocate for a point of view. The point of the podcast is to create a transformational space because I think these kinds of spaces are sorely lacking in the church. Mm. We don't know how to have these kind of conversations yeah. without getting triggered into assuming we're having a different yeah. kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's yeah, where some of the really disconnect good, happens and some of why these conversations are so difficult. 
when people in our churches are asking questions about really difficult topics. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I can get triggered into fear. Oh no, they're going to leave. I have to convince them of yeah. my viewpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. It becomes really, really easy to get triggered into these things. And it's difficult to maintain a transformational space, but that's what we're trying to do in our churches, but also in this podcast. Try to open up that space for people to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah. It's really helpful, Ben. And I think like just even the topic of deconstruction is is triggering to many right. because there is there like there there I have seen deconstruction done so poorly where it's just a tearing down and it's done arrogantly and it's done in a way that is like I have all the answers, you mm-hmm. don't have this figured out. I have this many degrees, I've written this many books, I've done this many things. Yeah. And you just aren't thoughtful. And you just need to jump into this. So, so the way that I like, like every, every generation of the church is in many ways kind of deconstructing the version of the church they've inherited, right? There's methodologies, there's beliefs, there's cultural integration. There's all kinds of specific things that we have received from the generation before us that represents the time and place that we exist in. And we live in and we all are faithfully trying to discern, like, what does a faithful deconstruction look like? And, and, and I, that's where I really like the term reimagining more yeah. than deconstructing. Yeah. Uh, reimagining feels more generative, like we're working yeah. together and we're bringing our opinions together and saying, all right, let's discern with the Lord and with each other. What's the right way to answer these difficult questions of our time? Like, was J Lo's outfit inappropriate? Right. <laughs> right. Like, those are the things uh, yeah. that Inquiring we minds that want we to begin know. to wrestle with together. Yeah. And and we co-discern that together, and we reimagine together. Whereas deconstruction, when when we have so many entrenched forms of um, beliefs, and when questions mm. become terrifying for us, yeah. we mm. can't open transformational space, and we can only operate in those first two spaces, mm-hmm. right? That's right. That's uh, right. So I, I think this is where we get we get caught up in the like conservative liberal labels, and then right. and so we just want to label everything and put it in that box, but it doesn't take us to a place of having a transformational conversation. Yes. It keeps us in those first two. Spaces. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I, I. And I think you see, the reason this is hard in the church is it's hard everywhere. You know what I mean? Like we, <laughs> yeah. we talked about the antagonisms, yeah. like our, you know, yeah. it's be, it's become a trope, but it's true that like our political discourse is more polarized than it's ever mm-hmm. been. And there's all kinds of dynamics for that. Yes. But what it, what, but, but what you see happening is people retreating into their camps and yep. defending their turf. And that's, you know, that, that's literally yeah. the purpose of that first level of conversation. We listen in order to protect. Hmm. And even in the second yeah. level of conversation, the positional level of conversation, we listen in order to accept or reject. So I'll listen to your point of view, but then the, the end result is yes or no, right? In the yeah. third level, which is what we're trying to cultivate, again, in our churches and on this podcast, the third level, that transformational level of podca- <laughs> podcasting, um, of conversation... Um, we listen in order to connect. <laughs> the third level of podcasting, right? This uh, we, <laughs> I could make a lot of like uh, third third lo- third level of heaven. You know, this podcast is. I brought think you to just you thought up the- a new bivocational oh, company. Dear. Third yeah. level podcast. Third level podcasting. <laughs> uh, anyway, but the purpose. I don't, uh, I don't want us to lose it. The purpose is to connect. It's not to accept or reject a viewpoint, yeah. right? 
the, the, we have viewpoints. Yep. That's okay. And it's okay to have those conversations. We yep. need to sometimes defend our turf. Sure. Yep. We need to sometimes accept or reject a viewpoint. But I think unless we're also able then to say, let me connect with you in your viewpoint. Let me practice some empathy. Yes. Let me Let me open up space to say, that's interesting. Why do you... Why is that important for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that question, yeah. it opens up space. That's an example. That's part of what we train in. Yeah, uh, exactly. To, to be honest, in our cohorts and what we're trying to model here, because it's desperate. We desperately need it. Uh, people, people, I talk to people all the time who are either leaving ministry or people leaving their church because they don't feel like they can talk about things. Yeah. They can't ask questions. They can't say, this really bothers me, or I don't believe that anymore, or this... Uh, I know, I know. You guys say it like this, but I don't get that. And there's, there is really, very, there are very few stories where, like, you know, a church somebody goes, "Hey, uh, why don't we allow women to preach here?" And the pastors go, "Oh, maybe we should talk about that." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. or you know, um, or you know, what you know, why do you, why are you the solo senior pastor? Wouldn't it be healthier if you had a team? And they go, "Sure." You have any ideas? Yeah. You know, like this is those kinds of things don't happen very frequently yeah. or even to just say uh why is that important to you yeah that's or just, interesting yeah, yeah. Just why is that why is that an important it. topic yeah. yeah um so i i think yeah there, that's what we're trying to do go ahead ben yeah I, I i mean i think we're we have a really difficult time in the middle of conversation even being able to be honest with the person that's sitting across from us to name mm. our own kairos in the conversation like can you hey when can you, you say, say what this that is? Yeah. i gotta be honest man that that triggers me that triggers me a little bit, right? Yeah. Or that that takes me into a fight or flight place. Or, yeah. um, man, I'm not really comfortable with the way that you articulated that. But I love you and honor you and respect you, and I want to have a conversation about that. And so, yeah. can I just name where I'm at with that, yeah. and us continue to talk about that? Because the worst thing that begins to happen at the end of that. Even if my views aren't changed or transformed in any way, mm-hmm. I, I, I begin to have a deeper understanding of, of, of who I am and who God's called me to be. Yeah. And I'm discerning in yes. a deeper way why I believe what I believe. Yeah. So I don't have to like I don't have to feel threatened anytime somebody disagrees with me or anytime somebody says things yeah. that I that I don't agree with. Yeah. I, I feel like I disagree with people all the time. Yeah. I disagree with my closest friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but it's being able to open up that space for transformation where you say, all right, like, I, I don't agree with that, but let's, let's talk about it yeah. and let's have the conversation yeah. and let's try and deal with that. Yes, Hardman. Uh, yeah. So I'm just thinking about the things that are really hard locally to chat about. Um, you know, like a person who's uh, concealing, who's carried, who's carrying a concealed weapon that you can kind of see next to somebody committed to nonviolence sitting in the same pew, you know, or a guy who, a guy and a girl who are there at your church and they don't believe women should preach and there's a woman preaching that Sunday. Um, uh, people that don't like orange carpet in the foyer. No, so there's all these different things that are really hard, I think, in local <laughs> bodies to navigate well. We just, we just end up leaving. But there's something beautiful that happens in our gravity cohorts. I, Harmon, I know you've experienced this. Sternke, we've talked about this. Where there's people who, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we train a lot of women pastors. And so we have sort of a, a, I guess, a default or unspoken position on that because we we don't reject them. We, we, we train them and equip them to minister. But then there's people that, are in cohorts with women who are pastors that 
have big problems with that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't necessarily yeah. support women being in the, those kinds of leadership positions. Yeah. And something beautiful happens mm-hmm. when those two people can see and celebrate and rally around the work of God and each other so that now their relationship isn't this triangulation around this position they disagree on, right? but rather it's a mutual celebration for what God is doing in their lives. And it's beautiful, that kind of reconc... Yeah. That's, that's actually the kind of unity I think Jesus prays for, the kind of unity we see between that Jews and Gentiles are trying to hew out in the New Testament. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. And I, I think that's uh, it's an example of how I think the transformational conversation, to use uh, Glazer's words again, I think it it uh, you realize that what's the only thing that's I mean, there's something more important than uh, whether or not we agree. There's something more important than whether or not like who's right on this position, and that that has to do with our reconciliation. It has to do with our connection. It has to do with uh, our ability to help each other open up space to see how God's at work in our lives, despite yep. our rightness or wrongness yeah. on yep. certain issues. Yep. Yeah. So. So at Gravity, then, yeah. uh, we rally around these seven axioms. They're, it's kind of a centered set versus bounded set. So we don't have a position on eschatology. We don't yeah. have a position. You don't have to say a certain word about how the Bible's authoritative. Mm-hmm. We don't have a certain position uh, on, I mean, you know, we're very, cre- we, we, we affirm all the, the Apostles' Creed, and we have, sure. you know what I mean? So orthodox, the, broadly. Yeah, yeah, broadly orthodox, but there's a lot of, as you get out of the center and move into where the where the uh, bounded set used to be for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's where people begin to have... I mean, some people are having major questions over, is God good? Or, sure. right, is, is the Trinity make sense? But, mm-hmm. but more people are like, I grew up in a tradition where women couldn't preach, but then I heard so-and-so preach, and you had all these women on your podcast, and now I don't know, and mm-hmm. do I have to quit? And I'm talking to my elders. Yeah. And, and so when we convene these conversations, we're responding to the things that are... The things that people, the questions people are asking, yeah, and and I just am aware now more than ever that um, not everybody's asking those questions, right? Right? Like yeah. not everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I, for me, I'm not spiraling out of my faith because of uh, I don't know, like because I think women shouldn't preach. I'm not. Right. That's not causing me to lose my faith. Yeah. Uh, but for somebody else, it might be because yeah. it challenges the way they've read scripture their whole life and mm-hmm. and how they've built. Their their meaning making structure in their you know in their body yeah, so yeah. so when we when we convene these conversations to our best ability we're trying to curate conversations that will help you think about these things hopefully outside of or around the current conversation mm-hmm. but also I'm struck with and maybe we can close on this I'd love to hear what you guys think about this I'm also keenly aware that a podcast can only do so much yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like you're eavesdropping yeah, it's a on a medium. It, you're eavesdropping on a conversation that you don't have any say so in. So you would have questions. I'm speaking, <laughs> you listener. You'd have questions. You'd be like, "Tebby, stop telling jokes. They're not funny." You could be like, uh, "No, that's wrong," or "Yes, I agree," or "Let me tell you my story about how what you just said is so untrue," and you don't get a chance to do any of that. Right. Um, and so you uh, just send us an email at ben at uh, gravityleadership.com. No, so, so you... so hard minute. <laughs> so you, I mean, so there's like this, this angst. And so I guess, mm. I guess, um, here's the tension. Would you, would you all just pray for us yeah. that we're yeah. able to use yeah. this space, this podcast space, 
in a way that's helpful and builds up the church and um, brings value and um, significance, yeah. like delivering good things to you. Yeah. Um, and and then the the wisdom to know what not to do in that space. Yeah. Things that things that don't mm-hmm. bring value or aren't yeah. helpful. Um. Yeah, because I think that's a discernment thing, and we we genuine. Yeah. We just want to walk good, faithfully in that. Yeah. Yes, it's hard. It's hard sometimes, and we genuinely like we don't do we do this because we genuinely love pastors and Christian leaders, and genuinely want to work with people from all tribes and serve different people with different beliefs and care for them and love yeah. them. And so my heart just beats like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, I get triggered when we get negative things because I'm like, oh man, that's not what we're trying to do. We just want to love you. Like, we yeah. just want to, we just want to help you. Like uh, yeah. that's where our heart is. And so please do forgive us when we make mistakes in this, forgive us when we're not gentle or we're not kind. Yeah. Um, forgive us when we get a little too snarky, forgive us when we, have the wrong conversation that isn't helpful for you, but also pray for us that we have the wisdom to yeah. to discern where what is helpful and and how do we have the right conversation. Yeah, yeah so, without- so we do humbly ask you to partner with us in that. And if you want to have a conversation with us, coaching is a great way to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, or, yeah. Like if, if, really if you want to say I, I'm I'm open to talking more about this and want to yeah. be more a part of this. Then then coaching is a great way to step into a different level of relationship yeah. with us rather than just a listening relationship. Yep. That's true. You can always email us too if you if if things and people do this, you know. Um so you're you're welcome to do that to try to cultivate that uh, that side of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's how we learn sometimes how things come across to people yep. that we didn't anticipate. So it's it's helpful. And thanks for listening. Yes. Yep. I think that's it, guys. Yeah. That's it. We good? That's it. All I'm right. good. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. Peace, y'all. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Our show is produced by Ben Sternke, Matt Tebby, and Ben Hardman. Aaron Sternke does our mixing and mastering. You can check out his work at aaronsternke.com. If you find our podcast helpful, share it with your friends in person and on social media. And don't forget to rate and review us online as well as subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join our Gravity community for free at gravityleadership.com slash join. You'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox as well as an email most Fridays with curated links to articles we found interesting or helpful. To join us, go to gravityleadership.com slash join. And hey, we'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, make a comment, send us an idea, a recommendation, recipe, whatever. You can email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. Catch you next time. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.